From Boise, Idaho, this is your host, Adam Graham. If you have a comment, send it to me, box13 at greatdetectives.net. While wartime shortages began to become a huge issue, uh, even into the early months of the war, here's an episode of Fibber, McGee, and Molly, which once again combines an educational method while also proving the old adage that necessity is the mother of comedy. So here from May the 5th of 1942 is the episode of Fibber, McGee, and Molly entitled Sugar Substitute. The Johnson Lights program with Fibber, McGee, and Molly. The makers of Johnson's Lights. how almost unconsciously you judge a man <laughs> the government tells us there's going to be enough sugar to go around if we don't go around too fast so solid Citizen McGee, whose cocoa has taken more than one lump in the past, <laughs> is determined to find a chemical substitute for sugar. And here in the living room at 79 Wistful Vista, busy with important experiments, we find Fibber McGee and Molly. McGee, don't you dare spill any of those horrible-smelling chemicals on my rug. Don't worry. I know what I'm doing. Now, let's see. That's too it. Hey, Molly, what's alcohol? C2H5OH, ain't it? No. No, it's A-L-C-O-H-O-L. <laughs> no, no, I mean the chemical formula. I'd look it up, but I can't find my high school chemistry book. I didn't know you took chemistry in high school. Sure I did. Don't you remember how I used to have to take ferns apart and gave the different names to different leaves and trees and stuff? No, that was botany. It was? Sure. <laughs> and apparently it didn't teach you much. You still bark up the wrong trees. Well, I ought to know somebody that knows about alcohol. There's Uncle Dennis. He knows. He don't know what it is. He only knows what it does. Well, what's alcohol got to do with it anyway? I thought you were trying to find a substitute for sugar. I am, and I'll bet I find it, too. Do you realize that two-thirds of our sugar has been imported? And that we got about a seventh of it from the Philippines alone? And now we're not getting any from there. I know, I know. You read me the government booklet all through Lum and Abner last night. <laughs> well, it's important. You realize that we've had to divert our shipping, which ordinarily, ordinarily brings us sugar, to take food and equipment to Iceland and Australia. Heavenly and... days, McGee. You've told me those things 12 times. I believe you. Yeah, I... I'm going along with it. I can get along with less sugar. Now stop selling me on the idea and go make some more funny smells in that Louis Pasteur laboratory. I resent your scoffing attitude toward my experiments, Mrs. McGee. You see, what I'm working on now is how to convert alcohol into sugar. I know they make alcohol out of sugar, so I'm reversing the process. Simple, huh? Well, it's too simple. Huh? <laughs> Use a lot of sugar to make alcohol so you can turn it back into sugar. Yeah. <laughs> That's silly, dearie. <laughs> Shucks, I never thought of it that way. Now, forget the alcohol. 
Now, let me see. If I precipitate muriatic acid into a saturated solution of carbohydrates with an infusion of sodium chloride, I might have something. You would. <laughs> You'd have the whole house to yourself. <laughs> see, incidentally, dearie, I made a discovery in the mail this morning. Did you make a bet on the Kentucky Derby? Who, me? <laughs> Not Lord Beaverbrook. <laughs> Did you? Well, you see, Molly, me being a sportsman and interested in improving the breed of horse flesh, I like to support any worthy occasion that would Did you bet on the Kentucky Derby? Well, if I'd have won, I'd have put all the dough in war bonds. You know that. How'd you know I bet? Well, I opened one of your letters by mistake this morning. It was from a bookie. You owe him four dollars. Oh, yeah. I'll drop around there next week. What horse did you have? I tore up the ticket. It was on a nag named Shutout. What? But Shutout won the game. Sure he did, but I didn't have him to win. I only had him to place and show. Oh. Hey, we got any oil at Wintergreen? I want to mix up some of this. Come in. Hello there, kids. Say, can you... Johnny... Are you experimenting again? <laughs> Last week it was cleaning a straw hat, and now... I'm working on something for the government now, old-timer. Mm, mighty successful, too, Johnny. Worst poison gas ever smelt. Now, it isn't poison gas, Mr. Oldtimer. It's supposed to be a substitute for sugar. And if it works, I might get a congressional medal. You might even get the Distinguished Flying Cross, Johnny. Oh, no. Only aviators get that. I know, daughter. But two sniffs of this stuff and you'll get your wings all right. <laughs> the trouble with you and a lot of other people, old-timer, is you haven't got any vision. Oh, I have, too. Cutest little vision in town. She works over at the fish market as a cashier. Maybe can she jitterbugs. Took her out to dance last night, and you know what happened? What? If you find out, tell me, daughter. <laughs> we was jitterbugging, and she kicked me in the head, and I was out for three hours. What a kid. What's her name? Olga. Russian? Is she? All the time. <laughs> That's freaking old-timer, but that ain't the way... Hey, hey, there's something wrong here. I, I didn't, I, well... You started I, it, you finish it. Okay. That ain't the way I heard it. The way I heard it, one quarter says, another quarter, say, say, You know what the Italian people said when Mussolini asked if they wanted to go on with the war? No, says Tully Feller. That's right, says the first feller. <laughs> hey, Johnny, I'll give you a tip about them chemical formulas. Oh, good. Somebody ought to tell him something. Well, look, if the going gets too tough for you, you might try monoacetacil acetacetacetacetacetacetacetacetacetacetacetacetacetacetacetacetacetacetacetacetacetacetacetacetacetacetacetacetacetacetacetacetacetacetacetacetacetacetacetacetacetacetacetacetacetacetacetacetacetacet
That's the song. Let's see now. Let me see now. Three cubic milligrams of Worcestershire sauce. Two drops of boric acid. A dash of turpentine. That ought to be six. Well, Aerosmith. <laughs> what have you discovered? Aside from the fact that two evil-smelling concoctions mixed together smell worse. <laughs> okay, okay. Deride. What if I don't discover a substitute for sugar? Maybe I'll find one for rubber or silk or... or... Peanut butter. <laughs> Who wants a substitute for peanut butter? I do. I don't like peanut butter. <laughs> well, I do. And you seem to forget, my good woman. I'm not your good woman. Well... I'm your woman, but I'm not... Uh, I mean, I'm good, but I'm not... Well, don't call me that. <laughs> All right, but you seem to forget that lots of chemical and scientific discoveries have been made. Hey, hand me that towel. Oh, oh McGee, I knew that would oh. happen. Look what you did to my nice book of poetry. You got that awful stuff all over the cover. Oh, I can fix that. Hand it here. Now what? Oh, McGee, you're making it worse. Huh? Wipe it off. Hurry. Why, that's funny. It should have worked. Why, what was it? Strong solution of tannic acid. Well, what was it supposed to do? Well, who wrote that book of poetry? Burn. Well, that's what tannic acid is for. Oh. <laughs> See, Molly, in chemistry, you got to learn to think quick, or else... Come in. Oh, Mayor Latrivia, come right in. Good day, Mrs. McGee. Hello, McGee. What on earth are you doing? Oh, who, me? Oh, I'm working on a chemical project for the government, Latrivia. It's a secret. Nothing that smells like that can be kept a secret very long. <laughs> well, we can tell you, Mr. Mayor. He's trying to find a substitute for sugar. And all I got so far is a substitute for fresh air. <laughs> but I can do it. It was about the sugar that I wanted to see you, Mrs. McGee. Did you register for the rationing board? Oh, I did. First thing yesterday morning at the schoolhouse, Mr. Mayor. Splendid. As mayor, I'm glad to see that you're cooperating in this sugar business. It's the only fair way to handle what sugar there is. Sure, 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 sure. Now, see. Certainly. Uh, this way, the government makes sure that everyone, regardless of how much or how little money he makes, or whatever he does and wherever he is, will get his fair share of sugar. That's right. And when 132 million people register, it will be the greatest registration job ever tackled. But I know that every American citizen will be more than willing That's to right. do it. Pipe down a minute. How can I concentrate with you two gabbing away like that? Oh, I'm sorry, McGee. I forgot, didn't you, Mrs. McGee? Yes. <laughs> I keep forgetting what important work McGee is doing. For the government? No, for McGee. <laughs> you see, if he wasn't doing this, he'd have lost 40 cents by now playing Kelly Pool at the Elks. <laughs> well, I'd better be going now. I just wanted to be sure that you... Hey, look out! Watch where you're going! Oh, get that, that towel again, McGee. You spilled something all over the mayor's trouser legs. Oh, here, let me dry them off. My goodness, I, I'm sorry to have jogged your elbow, McGee. Very comes, Elvia. Oh, I should have been watching the trivia. You better wipe that stuff off of there quick. Yeah. Why, McGee? What is it? It was a bottle. No! Oh, I'm burning! <laughs> Just a little nitric acid. Heavenly day. Look at the mayor's trousers. Yes, yes, just look at them. Now I have a victory suit. What you mean? Look, no cops. My goodness, it's spreading. Victory suit is right. You better get home before you have just a birthday suit. No! McGee, you were very careless. You know, the mayor might have been seriously hurt. Well, he should have been careful himself. I don't go messing around his office and then squawk if I get trampled on by a fat alderman, do I? Now, help me pick up them bottles, will you? All right. I'll see. Well, hello there, folks. Oh, hello, Mr. Wilcox. Say, have you... Haven't you got that straw hat clean yet? <laughs> I'm not cleaning a hat. I'm working out a substitute for sugar. Why? 
What do you mean, why? The country's going to be short of sugar, ain't it? Oh, there'll be enough sugar, Fibber. Only everybody has to cooperate. Well, just the same, I'm going ahead with my work. Who knows that I might discover something that'll be valuable. You realize that Hitler has got substitutes for almost everything? Yes. And do you realize that one of these days they'll need a substitute for Hitler? <laughs> Well, this country doesn't go much for substitutes. Did you ever hear anybody go in and accept a substitute for Johnson's self-polishing glow coat? No, I don't believe I did, Mr. Wilcox. 23 seconds. What? I just says 23 seconds. What does that mean? That means Wilcox has hung up a new record. He only took 23 seconds to swing this conversation around to Johnson's glow coat. (laughs) Why, you've got me wrong, pal. I never have to do that. Wherever civilized people gather, the subject sooner or later gets around to how wonderful glow coat is, how it shines as it dries in 20 minutes or less, how it saves hours of time and labor and keeps linoleum looking new and beautiful for year after year, and how... Now, now wait a minute, Mr. Wilcox. You mean to say that any conversation naturally goes into Johnson's glow coat? In time, yes. I don't believe it. <laughs> Let me start the conversation over again. All right. I ever tell you, Wilcox, that I'm thinking of raising chinchillas? Chinchillas? Yes. You mean that Mexican dish made out of corn? No, no, no. No, no. That's enchilinas. I mean them little South American animals. South America? Why, that's where Carnaba wax comes from, that they make Johnson's self-polishing glow coat out of. It's the finest wax. Now, listen. Try it once more, McGee. Okay. Let's talk about astronomy. All right, let's. Okay. You know what all those little stars remind me of? Twinkling and gleaming and shining up there. They remind me of a beautifully polished... Uh, (laughs) Yes, we know, we know. Good day, Mr. Wilcox. So long, folks. Drop in and see me sometime. Ah, we will, we will. (laughs) Now, let me see. I want to show you my house. I've got a kitchen that you'll love with linoleum that... Goodbye, Mr. Wilcox. Huh? Oh, so long. I feel sorry for him. He always says, hey, I got it. I got it. He does? No, he don't. I do. I just thought of the answer. Oh, what a moment in history. Well, I never liked history much, but will you explain this great moment? I just thought of my substitute for sugar. Oh, boy, this is it. Hurry up, Molly, and make some tea, will you? I want to try this out. What is it? I can't tell you now until I try it out. Go on, please, make some tea. We'll try it on whoever comes in. Well, all right, dear, if you say so, but if this is another one of your wild ideas... Oh, boy, oh, boy, hot diggity, what an idea. And right in front of my nose all the time. Why didn't I ever think of this before? Why, it's marvelous. Come in, come in, come in. Oh, boy. Hi, mister. Oh, hello there, little girl. I haven't got time to talk to you now. I'm right in the middle of an experiment. I like peppermint better. Better than what? Experiment. No. I didn't say experiment. I said experiment. I just made a great discovery. It saves sugar. Oh, my daddy made a discovery like that, too, I bet you. What? He did? Sure. He discovered my mother and she saved sugar. Uh. <laughs> hey, mister, do you know any law? Pertaining to what? Hmm? I says, do I know any law pertaining to what? What kind of law? Criminal, civil, corporation, or what? Criminal, I guess. Mm. I'm in a jam and I need a mouthpiece, see? <laughs> now, don't talk like a hoodlum in a double feature, sis. <laughs> What's on your mind? Well... You won't tell anybody, huh? No, no, no. Cross my heart. Now, what goes? Well, isn't there something in the law that says you can't do something to somebody if it's been too long after your death? <laughs> yes, the statute of limitations says you can't prosecute for certain crimes and misdemeanors after a certain period of time has elapsed. 
Is that what you wanted to know? Oh, gee, I guess it was, I guess. Then they can't do anything to me, huh? Well, that depends. What was this great crime you committed? Well, you won't tell anybody. No, no, I won't tell. Well, it was months and months ago, mister. Uh Uh-huh. I was visiting my Aunt Daisy, and Papa was driving us home late at night. Uh Uh-huh. And my cousin Stinky had given me a slingshot, only he didn't give it to me exactly. Uh Uh-huh. I want to play in Jack's and I didn't cheat either. Yes? And when we were almost home... Uh-huh. You won't tell. No, no, no. No, I won't tell. I was kind of playing with the slingshot and there was a stone in the car and you know what I did? Well, I'm beginning to get an idea. Can they do anything? No, I don't think so, not now, but what exactly did you do? Well... <laughs> I threw the rock through Mrs. Uppington's window. The King's Men sing Ken Darby's Open Your Heart and Say Ah. Where's it going to get you with love playing hard to get? Where's it going to get you with me? Where's it going to get you with anyone? You'll be sorry. You'll never get no place to shake in your head. Nowhere, no sir, so instead. Here's a formula for shaking the lead. Open your heart and say, ah. You gotta be sweet if you want to be wise. Substitute sugar, catches flies. Here's a treatment that'll open your eyes. Open your heart and say, ah, if I pet you when the lights are low, what's it gonna get you if you answer no? What are you going to use for memories? If you're not open-minded, what you know? You're gonna get kisses, you're gonna get love, more than your share, baby, oh. What you're hoping if you'll open your heart? Open wide, open wide, so I can hear it saying, ah. You're gonna get kisses, you're gonna get love, more than you've been dreaming of. So now you better start to open your heart. Open wide, open wide, so I can hear it saying, ah. Well, the tea is ready now, McGee. Do you want some? No, the experiment wouldn't work on me. I I know the answer. We'll have to wait till some human guinea pig comes in that I can try it out on. Well, it'd be better to wait a minute anyway and let the tea gain a little confidence. Now, just what is this great uh, sugar substitute of yours? Oh, I can't divulge it, Molly, but I'm telling you, it's the greatest idea since button shoes. <laughs> All it is, is it... Let me peek now. Who's oh, it? it's Abigail Uppington, dear. Oh, great. She's the perfect guinea pig. <laughs> she likes tea and she ain't too bright. Let her in. Come in. Oh, hello, Abigail. Oh, hello, Mrs. McGee. And Mr. McGee. Hi, girlie. Where are you going so early? <laughs> I do so enjoy your witty remarks and sparkly personality. Oh, you're right. I'd say the same about you, Uppy, but we've been acquainted long enough to face the facts. 
Well, what do you mean, Mr. Oh, Bell? I just meant that... Have a cup of tea, Abigail? Oh, no, no, thank you, my dear. I just came from lunch. Oh, come on, Uppy, it's your favorite kind. Oh, really? What kind is it? What's your favorite kind? Orange Pico. Ah, that's just what this is, all right. Oh. <laughs> uh, pour Uppy a cup of stuff, Molly. I'll put in the cream and sugar. Oh, please, please. I don't think either cream or sugar... <laughs> no, no sugar? <laughs> no, no, thank you. I, I never use it. <laughs> My figure, you know. <laughs> yes, your figure, we know. <laughs> this is delicious tea. I think a little sugar would help it up. Now, Come listen, on. McGee. If yeah. Abigail doesn't want sugar, don't insist. Okay. If you had to battle your hips the way she does, you'd be a little more now, careful. Now, Mrs. McGee, I... Uh, now, really, it's no effort whatsoever for me to keep my weight down. Well, then why don't you do it? <laughs> for that matter, Mr. McGee, has the government been informed of that spare tire you're carrying about with you? <laughs> what do you mean, spare tire? You mean this bulge of muscle around my waist here? <laughs> bulge of muscle, my eye. <laughs> and aside from that, Mr. McGee, um... Well, what do you do with your old clothes? Oh, I don't know. Give them away, I guess. Why? Well, when you're through with that pair of trousers, please let me know. Oh, I'd be glad to. I know three young men who would like to have them. (laughs) (laughs) What do you mean, three young men? Are you inferring that my pants are big enough for three guys? McGee, McGee, stop interrupting Mrs. Uppington. What were you going to say, Abigail? Mrs. McGee. I specifically requested no sugar in my tea. I know you did. And there is sugar in this tea. I could feel it in the bottom of the cup. I don't know how Mr. McGee managed to get it there, but I consider it a serious breach of good manners. I consider it, in short, a lousy trick. only woman I know who can use that word as if Emily Post approved of it. How did you get that sugar in there? There wasn't any sugar in it. I used my substitute. Well, heavenly days, maybe you have got something after all. You betcha. You certainly fooled her. What did you use? Well, sir? Wait a minute now. McGee, uh, did you leave a leaky bottle of something on the table when you were experimenting? No, why? Well, I thought I heard a little drip. Oh, 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 you did. Wimple just come up on the porch. (laughs) When he comes in, offer him a cup of tea, too, and I'll I'll, I'll give my substitute another chance. Oh, look at the poor fellow. He's all bandaged up. Oh, well, we better not comment. He he might get... uh, Come in. Hello, Mrs. McGee. Hello, Mr. McGee. Hello. Hi, Wimple, old man. How's everything? Oh, healing up just fine, Mr. McGee. Tea, Mr. Wimple, it's just fresh. Thank you, Mrs. McGee. I think I will. I just love tea, though Sweetie Face prefers coffee, so we never have tea. Cream, Mr. Wimple? No, thank you. How much sugar, Wimp? One lump, please. There you are, my boy, and drink hearty. I used to always take two lumps, uh-huh. but now I just use one and stir like the Vanny Dickens. <laughs> it seems pardon the profanity, Mrs. McGee. Oh, that's all right, Mr. Wimple. Is your tea sweet enough for you? Oh, it's just fine, Mrs. McGee. It's simply delicious. My, I wish Sweetie Face was as good a cook as you. Oh, go on. <laughs> is Sweetie Face sort of a stoop with a stove, Wimp? Indeed she is, Mr. McGee. Though she made some biscuits yesterday that were knockouts. Oh, she did, did she? Yes. She hit me with one of them, and I was knocked out for 20 minutes. You should have got right up and hung one on her beezer, Wimp. Oh, I know, Mr. McGee, but... Somehow, I just can't hit a woman. Well, good for you, Mr. Wimple. The sentiment does your credit. It isn't sentiment, Mrs. McGee. It's just that her reach is longer than mine. 
I just stand there and swing at him like a silly old fool. Well, I don't wish her any bad luck, Wimp, but I hope you connect one of these days. I think it would do her good. I think it would do her good. <laughs> My goodness, what do you think it would do for me? Well, thank you for the tea. It was just delicious. Well, come again soon, Mr. Wimp. Hey, Wimp, before you go, I don't like to get personal, but uh, how come all the bandages and court plaster and stuff? You and Sweetie Face have a little set too? Yes. Oh. And over such a simple thing, too. Mm -hmm. I merely asked her a question. What question? Oh, I just said that in view of the sugar shortage, instead of Sweetie Face, why couldn't I call her Sourpuss? <laughs> I really got something. But McGee, he asked for sugar. Sure he did, but he didn't get any, and he was satisfied, wasn't he? You saw him stirring it up, didn't you? But what did you do, dearie? Uh, like most great inventions, Molly, it's really very simple. <laughs> Look at the bottom of the cups. Oh, what'd you do? <laughs> I just roughened up the bottom of the cups. You see, when you stir your coffee or tea, the spoon scrapes on it, and it feels just like sugar. <laughs> now, hide them cups so I can write a letter to Leon Henderson. Here, tell him I want to say... <laughs> being asked by our government now to conserve, not to waste anything. Surely you don't need me to tell you how important that is, in the home as well as in business. The more we can save and conserve on precious materials of all kinds, the more we can release those materials for war purposes. It strikes me that the idea of conservation applies to our time also. The more hours of unnecessary work we can save, the more hours we can devote to war needs. In that connection, I'd like to remind you that you can save many hours of work in your home by protecting your linoleum surfaces with Johnson's self-polishing glow coat. There's no rubbing or buffing with glow coat. You simply apply and let dry. Glow coat keeps linoleum new-looking indefinitely, makes it last much longer besides saving you work. If you aren't already using Johnson's glow coat, order some this week. Ladies and gentlemen, if you haven't already registered for sugar rationing, may we urge you to do so within the next two days. Cooperation with the authorities in this matter is as vital to our war effort as almost anything you can do. Your local newspaper will tell you the exact place of registration in your neighborhood. Though in Canada, a different system is in effect. Remember now that every pound of sugar we don't use means so much more ammunition for our soldiers. As it takes a fifth of an acre of sugar cane to fire a big gun just once. So, let's raise cane where it counts. <laughs> Good night. Good night, all. This is Harlow Wilcox, speaking for the makers of Johnson Wax Finishes for the Home and Industry, inviting you all to join us again next Tuesday night. Good night. This program came to you from Hollywood. This is the National Broadcasting Company. That will do it for today. If you uh, have a comment, email me, box13 at greatdetectives.net. I welcome your story or that of loved ones who served during World War II. Ken Curlin provides our opening theme music, kencurlin.com. 
I am your host, Adam Graham. This uh, series is provided as a service of the Great Detectives of Old Time Radio, greatdetectives.net.